know it. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to go live. Wait a couple of seconds. This is how you do it. You go live, then you wait a couple seconds. Wait, a lot wait. of people like to just sit there with their face. You know, just sit there with their face, just look and sit there and wait. And that's cool, too. You know, you got to do what you got to do. You know, it's all good. Whatever. But I like to get down to business. So at Just least, you, in, you know, got you know, all the fans piling and they got a little piling. But the way I look at it is we're going to be here for a little bit. Of, we're going to be here for a while. Right. Like yeah. we're not going to be here for just five minutes. Right. So it's an interactive experience. So, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hey, we got a brand new even though uh, we do have people watching. We've got a brand new intro. Yeah. So, uh, you ready? You ready, yeah. Katie? I what love up? this intro, guys. You're going to love it. Okay, All right. Go. Let's go. Wow. Yo, support. Wow. Support for the Takeover Lounge is provided by the Arts Foundation for Tucson and Southern Arizona, funded by the city of Tucson and and Pima County, with additional support from the Community Foundation for Southern Arizona. I have to say that, or I will forget. Welcome to the Takeover Lounge. My name is Mankind. My name is Weta the Plug. Yo, how you doing, little Weta the Plug? Man, I'm good. You know, just the usual, usual shenanigans. How are you doing? Well, I see the, I'm I see doing the fantastic. Here. I see the Black Lives Matter banner. Was that oh, there? Yeah. I got my Black Lives Matter flag up. I like that. We had it outside, and then it started getting really windy and rainy. So I was like, nah, give me up, bring my John and Jen. And then I was like, yo, I got to have that on the wall. So my, yeah. my girl was like, you don't have it on the wall? I was like, no, nah, you're right. I need that on the wall. So Black Lives Matter up on the wall. So got my yep. flag going. Always Black Lives You know Black what it is. Sure. Welcome to Takeover Lounge. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Uh, you know, we're just going to cu- take a couple of minutes right here in the beginning to say, first of all, thank you for coming. Thank you for spending your time with us over yeah. there. I always forget where my camera's at. And I want to send a big shout out to my guy, Z Give, Daniela, our guest this week, Fonz underscore 520. If you don't follow him on Instagram and TikTok, go do it right now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, go check him out. Flowers and Bullets, top notch. This guy has the resume, guys. Yeah. Like he's put it down for a long time, and he's one of the most beautiful people you'll ever want to meet. Absolutely, Honestly, I, guy, agree. I mean, the personality is there. The um, yeah, the talent is. Like, all, it's yeah, he's so talented. It's like almost annoying, you know. Like, one of my favorite. <laughs> he's one of my favorite performers. I love him. Yeah. I'm Buck Tucson, Arizona, West Coast. In the scene, period. Like they, very energy, yeah, very yeah. low. Good. Uh, I mean, they just have the energy, and and they, they bring it. This guy brings it. Whether we're talking activism, whether we're talking music, yeah. I'm gonna play a, I'm gonna play a pruning fruits, <laughs> play a pruning fruits video for you guys later. <laughs> that's absolutely off the chain. So that's what you have in store for in the takeover lounge, the TKO lounge today. Welcome. I like to say shout out to Jimmy Coltrane. Yeah. Right here. Discord. Check it out. If you guys haven't joined the Tucson Hip Hop Discord server, go do it. When? Don't wait. Do it now. Honestly, right we now. love Tucson Hip Hop. Me, Jimmy Coltrane, Halsey. We call him Halsey now. That's how Sarah. Uh, yeah, like Jay Bailey. Did I mention Pike Romero? Uh, there was like, was like five or six 
five, six, maybe even seven of us in there last night talking to one o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. Uh, Oh, it was a blast. We had a blast. And so I was like, man, I'm back. I'm back in there right now. I am live in the discord behind the scenes. So if you want to see what the producer station looks like, like what my station looks like, what I'm looking at, go check it out right now. (laughs) <laughs> or actually wait till or actually no don't wait till after the show because that's not going to be back you can come back and watch the show come back and uh and give us some comments give us some love get come back and tap in with Fonz right now um what do you want to talk about what do you got anything to say um no i mean <laughs> do we what do we oh, have did to you, talk about did you uh, vote for did you vote in uh best of tucson yet i haven't i i honestly keep forgetting to do that did you absolutely did that was one of our topics last night was oh man i got i gotta keep forget i keep forgetting that my camera is on the table and i'm a pounder like i love pounding on the table i'll flip the table you know yeah i'm a flip the table kind of guy so yes i did vote i'm not going to tell you guys who i vote for because i didn't i don't want to come off like i'm um campaigning for anyone but there's mm-hmm. a lot of fantastic people to vote for. If it means anything, it doesn't mean anything to it doesn't mean everything to everybody, you know. Yeah, and yeah. if we're gonna have any kind of temperature taken about the scene, is it close enough? Maybe. Yeah. Is maybe. it completely I, I accurate? That, I, I is, see that as our job a little more, you know. Right. Yeah. Is that, it's not going to be completely yeah. accurate when you're when you're covering such a wide span of topics. And right. I say for like you know restaurants and hotels, sure, absolutely. Yeah. But for punk and hip hop, it's a little more subjective. Yeah. And for me, I can't just cut and dry say this is the best. This is the top four. It's still a notable achievement, but you know, it's not as, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's not for the horse. Do you want to, can you tell who your uh, next new playlist? Can you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So yeah. Big Mama Trauma. New playlist subject. I like just figured that out the other day with Mike. um, And I promise she's losing her mind. So like, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. And we're going to meet up and make some content, too, on top of, like, nice. you know, just the regular interview stuff. I always got to be extra as fuck. So that's what we're going to do. And yeah. It's hey. going to be great. Most definitely. So I wanted to talk about the screen room. We're going to go. We're, we, are, we are running short. This whole thing that we do in the beginning, it is so quick. And we are already six minutes in. We got four <laughs> minutes left, maybe. And that's even pushing. I'm really pushing it to the edge right here. It's only because... I guess I'll break the news. Daniela's not going to be here today. Oh, I know there's a lot of you out there crying. Yeah. People are leaving right now. People are leaving. Out of here. We're going to muffle up and we're going to handle it. That's why we're here. We're, we're a family here. You know what I mean? So when one of us isn't here, it's really like, we're oh, like, man. Yeah. But, um, you know, she's got school. She's, she has some stuff to do. And we support her 100,000%. We love her. Nina. She might even tap in a little bit later. So thank you for tuning in. Oh, shoot. Before we tap out, screening room, go fund me. Go support the screening room. Uh, We're making a movie. I'm making a movie. I'm making a movie. I'm making a documentary. And actually, I booked it for May 21st. I haven't even. What? May 21st. Screening room. What? A. I don't even know what it's called yet. So (laughs) I'm I'm with Uh, I'm on board. Working title, local rapper. Think Tommy Will's local rapper. You know that you know that you know the vibe. Oh, of course. You know the vibe. 
just think Tommy Will's local rapper in, but put as many rappers from the tuck in it as you can possibly squeeze into yeah. one like hoagie sandwich <laughs> of a movie documentary. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So uh, look out for that. Uh, go support the screening room. And, you know, honestly, man, thank you guys for supporting Takeover Lounge. Takeover yes. Lounge has gone absolutely skyrocketed in the in this month of July. This month of July, we've gone up some, I think it was 478%. Yeah, that's on, incredible. Across the board. Yeah. Across the board. So and that's so much thing. fun. Oh, it really is so much fun. Yeah. It really is so much fun. And, I mean, it really is here for you. So, yeah. you know, get it. I, uh <sighs> <laughs> I just love doing this shit. I'm so glad that we are able to bring Fonz. Let's bring him in. You get you let you know what? Let's bring Zing in to see 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 if we we can start the show properly. Um, so let's get let's get my ugly mug out of here. What I love you. Thank you so much. We're gonna go to we're gonna go uh we're gonna go get in the chat room, right? Yeah, we're gonna go in the, go, the chat room. Come let's chat go with us. Blow up the chat and let Z take over. All and right. we will see you guys. We, we, you know we do this every week, so we will see you guys next week. Mankind Podcast, Lil Wetter the Plug. <clears throat> you Woo. already know the name. Oh, what? I got a transition. No. <laughs> oh, he did it to them. He hit them with that new transition. Oh, man. Yo, we are here. Happy Friday to y'all. Yo, we're going to take over Lounge. I'm Z Give. You know, and if you ain't got nothing to drink right now, make sure you're sipping on something. Uh, maybe if you want adult beverage, you have an adult beverage and you're an adult, go ahead and sip that. Uh, if, you, if you're young like me, you know what I'm saying? We're sipping on some water tonight. Uh, we have a special guest today. Before we bring him on, um, you know, you already know who it is. It's Fonz, man. So, you know what we're going to do? We're going to play a clip from his TikTok and let's roll that and let's see what we can do. garden tip a lot of people get super excited when they see that their plant is starting to produce so do i but if your plant is still immature you need to cut it usually the fruit will be too heavy for the plant and it'll weigh it down causing the stem to snap by pruning it you're promoting growth in the roots and the plant and you'll have an overall larger harvest Bam, bam, yo, what is up? What up, man? Damn, Fonz is up in the building, yo. I was nice. backstage. My eyes were getting like <laughs> <laughs> nice gardening tip, though. Hey, we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Yo, okay. so where did where did that come from? How, how did you get into gardening? So we dive right in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's like a fully loaded question. Um, let's let's unload that, unpack it. Yeah, yeah. Let's unpack it. Well, yeah. Um. So it kind of started like after high school, getting in touch with a lot of like my cultural identity and even in high school, um, taking a lot of like my history courses, the the MAS courses, the ethnic studies courses, and kind of just making that correlation to like my identity and my history and my family. And it just kind of like the snowball thing. I started joining um various organizations here in town started working towards social justice movements and 
everything there's so many intersectionalities that it's kind of like a web of connections and networking that you know you start in one spot and then somehow you end up over here and you're like damn i don't even remember taking that turn you know <laughs> right so um so yeah i started i started with various organizations um one of the most recent that i'm still a part of is is our collective flowers and bullets mm. and so it's a sustainability art and rebellion collective with that mindset all about liberation and and through the the means of like food production and food justice. And so through that, I landed a, an opportunity to offer a one-year service term through um, AmeriCorps VISTA, Americorps. a federal volunteer program. And I ended up dedicating about a year to San Javier Co-op Farm, oh, wow. which is um, the Watt community or the San Javier um, uh, reservation out south. And so... I did a full year there in which a lot of it was rooted in community activism or community engagement rather, and then getting folks down at that farm there, but also just helping out at that farm and learning a lot more about like traditional foods and crop production and the whole thing. And so that's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's I'm, I'm looking at you and you're saying like agriculture and farming. The first thing I think about is cowboy hat, boots something but you you look like you know what's popping in the fashion so like you know it don't look like that you know what i mean and a lot of yeah. people are like oh you need to look a certain way to do certain things or you know what i mean just kind of like there's a stereotype with agriculture right. and people are like well i don't want to be wearing boots and a cowboy hat but you're yeah. you're here and you're you look swaggy and you you came down you got some drip you're on you cabin, man i think <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. That's like that's like one of the big problems and like with those stereotypes and especially considering like here in the Southwest, when you talk about like agriculture historically, it's always been done by like native people, people of right. color, um, predominantly immigrant populations, people from Mexican backgrounds. And so um, that's just something that it's all like I say, it's all interconnected and it's all about addressing those things and making sure that that we're bringing attention to folks that do that work that aren't really ever in like the front, you know, definitely in the behind the scenes stuff. That's what's up. I know. So there's more sides to you than what meets the eye. I mean, if I said, like I said, if I saw you, I wouldn't know you did agriculture or gardening, but you do that on top of music as well. Correct. Yeah. So how did you get into the, the music thing? Um, kind of the same way. I mean, after high school, I, I linked with a couple, um, of the homeboys that went to Tucson high with me. And so, Tucson high. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was through that same program, um, through that ethnic studies program is where I met like a few, a few good friends that I'm still friends with. And so at the time when I met them, they were like student aides and they were coming to the classroom and presenting on things. And the whole reason why I took the course that I took, it was, um, it was called Chicano literature. with mm. And my brother tricked me into taking that course because he told me like, yo, like all you do is you analyze like hip hop lyrics. And he was like, so you're in there like listening to the Tupac and Nas and you're trying to like break it all down. And I'm like, damn, like I could get, like I can get credits for doing right? that. And so <laughs> like, sign me up, dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sign me up. I'm, I'm ready to roll. And so I did that. I did that course. And then I met, I met the homies that were the student aides. And then from there, we kind of branched off and started doing our own thing and meeting outside of like the school, right? Um, kicking it and just started going to like all the hip hop venues and all the events, joining in ciphers, um, 
at that point it was like early on it was um we were linking at dry river which was like a super underground um i don't even want to say low budget i want to say no budget uh <laughs> venue that was like grassroots and, and like always just barely like surviving and then of course the scrappies and it was kind of different different crews and organizations that were putting on events where at one point it was like real steady you know mm-hmm. and um yeah, so through that I met I met my homeboy Notch, Top Notch, and then my other homeboy Mezzo. Um and so yeah, just kinda the same kind of way with agriculture, man. It's just all interconnected. All terms, you're yeah. like, okay, like where am I going to next? Like yeah, I know, that's my whole life. That's your whole life. Just yeah. find what you can do next. Yeah, it's just wherever the wind takes me. Yeah, I feel that. So when you say you know your homeboys, uh what, what year did you graduate from high school? Two thousand ten. 2010. Okay, yeah. I was I was only 10 back then, so uh, yeah. I don't know. No, <laughs> I I just graduated from Tucson High, class of 2019, baby. You know what I'm saying? We out here, so you know it's good to have a, a badger up in here. You know, doing what you do. It makes me feel so old, man. <laughs> I thought I was not expecting you to say old. I thought yo, I, I, so, I, okay. I <laughs> conversation with in conversations with folks, and we're like, yeah, yeah, and it seems like we're like right here, and then right. the, oh, there's a difference. I'm like, damn. <laughs> That's a long, that's a gap. <laughs> that's a gap, you said. I thought you were going to say, yo, it's extremely, you know, honorable to be here with another badge. You said, no, I'm I'm old. I'm old, you said. <laughs> oh, okay. You're well, that's not the honor, yeah. Okay, all right. I feel yeah. that. <laughs> we, had to, we had to dig down there. But it's okay. Yo, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, yo, you're on TikTok. You're really active on TikTok, right? So I just want to know, how do you feel about TikTok as a platform and as – for people that are creative and are creators, how how do you feel about TikTok? I think I think it's like with all things, like there's always something that's good, and there's always something that's bad. You know the pros right. and the cons, and it's it's up to you to just decide like how that levels out. Um, of course, it's problematic in the sense of like who it's owned by, who it's owned by, and like how it's monitored, and and a oh, lot yeah. of things, there's a lot of like sketch things that pop up, but. I mean, in the world of social media, like none of that stuff's rare, you know, like exactly. you don't own anything on social media, not even your image or yourself, you know, like, right. and even, even in like the, the licensing and the details, like it says, like, you don't own any of this content. Like we could take it and use it however we want. So yeah. I think that like anything that you get involved with, you always got to have like that caution, you know, but at the same time, in the sense of networking and like just social media interacting with folks, like it's probably the best thing that I've that I've been a part of so far. Like, I, I think just because it has an algorithm that reaches, it expands beyond just like um, Instagram. You only have your friends or your followers, you know, mm-hmm. with TikTok based off of whatever you like, you know, the things right. that that. that you know that you give a like to it's going to give you more of that type of content and so exactly just being thrown at you (laughs) right and so it's dope in that sense because you have the ability to like expand and like really grow your base and i joined not knowing what the hell i was getting into (laughs) i was convinced by by one of my homegirls from flowers and bullets her name's sylvia Mm -hmm. and she convinced me she's like dude you gotta like start a tiktok and i've always I've always had people telling me that like with like YouTube and like Instagram and like TikTok and I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard for me to put myself out there like that, but right. I said, whatever, you know, it's just like any other social media. So I got on it, uploaded my first video. Surprisingly, it like, it went viral. And wow. 
and it went viral because of because of some hating though like oh was, okay it wasn't something that people were like like because it wasn't it wasn't gardening tips at first it was just like i didn't know how to use it yet and did a test run and people, people were just people were just relentless and they're hopping in like yo this guy this and that and i was like oh, all right. yeah, i don't know what i'm doing man <laughs> that's crazy so you went viral for trying it yeah basically <laughs> hey, that's, that's yeah, dope though i did my first video it was like it was right when uh covid was popping off and like right at the peak and i was like kind of showing like how i was um how i was geared up like had had everything ready to roll like my seeds and this and that in my room i'm right. like this out y'all and i'm giving updates almost like it's an instagram story like yeah this is my this this is my that <laughs> And people just hopped in, like, yo, that's all the seeds that you got? Like, what are you going to do with that? Like, and it just blew up, like, the top comments that are, like, the best roast, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> got, like, 100, 150, like, likes. And I'm like, damn. Jeez. But, yeah. Like, oh, so this is how it's going to be. So <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm my game up and hit them with something better than that then. And then that's when you stepped up and did gardening tips? Or what was the next video after that? Yeah, I think that I just, I just – went towards something that I knew because I have a little bit of experience with, with digital design and a little bit with like video editing. Okay. And so once I started picking up on the tools through TikTok, I was like, I got this, like, I know how to use this. So right. then it was just like, well, what do I do that interests people? And I didn't even know if it would, but I was like, I know a few things about gardening. So let me throw something up. And then, yeah, it took off. That's what's up. That's dope. Especially when you find that like niche group that just like rocks with you and likes your content. You're just like, oh yes, they love it. And yeah. I love and you love them because they treat you like family and you treat them like family. So yep. I think and it's so dope. I hopped in that that algorithm that lot I'm glad that I'm not in that first one that I was in. <laughs> right. Like people are super supportive and super like generous, man. Like a lot of messages of people that are just like thanking me and it's like crazy. It's crazy how you could impact someone just by, you know, doing what you do. Exactly. And I think I think everybody has that ability. It's just um it's just a lot that goes into it, like timing and like, you know, the opportunity to get in that position. I think everybody has something to offer. Definitely. Everybody does. And just all about like you said, timing and finding it and finding your way to express it as well. Maybe it's not in front of the camera, maybe it's behind the scenes or whatever. But yeah, yeah, like you said, everybody has something to offer. Yo, yep. so you talked. You said you're you got like graphic design. You do a lot of things, man. That I know. You were aligned when we said multifaceted. You know what I'm saying? You got uh, it's kind of a problem. It's kind of a problem. You're the jack of all trades thing is kind of a problem right now. Yep. <laughs> you're like, yep. I don't know where to go now. <laughs> yep, I know. That's exactly how it is. So you you do music, gardening, graphic design, video editing. I want to know how you got into graphic design and video editing. Mm-hmm. Is that in high school as well? No, I didn't do. I mean, I was always involved with the arts. I took arts in high school, um, and I took it with, um, yeah, I was Mr. Gabbage and then Mr. Callahan at Tucson High. That's before your time. Yeah, definitely. Wait, Mr. But, Callahan, that that that's the CMT teacher, right? Yeah, he might still be there. Actually, nah, he was he was there when I graduated. Yeah, Mr. Shout Callahan. Out, shout out, Mr. Callahan, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what but, were you learning on stones and? rocks or what graphic design we were doing airbrushing okay airbrushing and like pastel work um and kind of gritting out your pieces okay and so so yeah i started there and then my family too like i come from like a a, a line of artists 
And so after high school, I got involved with this collective that was called the Social Justice Education Project at the U of A. Okay. So they reached out to me um, because even though I wasn't exceeding with my with my schoolwork, like with, with the class that they saw me in, they were like, yeah, this kid's killing it, which was the one that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. um, the literature. And so they reached out to me and said, hey, would you be interested in joining this organization? We think that you got what it takes, kids. So I hopped in with that. And then from there, we did a lot of organizing, mainly around working with like at-risk youth and like um, assisting that that journey from like that transition from high school to college and trying to get kids to go to the university. And so we were kind of like that that secondary element of like we're recent graduates. So like we can see what that process is like and assist right. us. And so we did a lot of organizing, like with events, we, we put on a lot of events with, with the funding that we had and put stuff together. And, and so we were, we all worked in an office and one of the dudes that was a bit older than me, he was one of like, um, he was with the collective before I joined, but kind of like a mentor type position. And, and he was putting together a flyer, I think on Photoshop. And I was like, yo, man, like, what are you doing? Like, could I watch you? He's like, yeah, I'll show you like how I'm, how I'm using this. And so I just started watching and I started learning and then I hopped on and I started asking questions and I just pretty much self-taught um, Photoshop. And then from after that organization, I started putting on um, I started putting on events of my own and I started putting together my own flyers. Wow. And then I got into Illustrator um, just started tapping into like a bunch of different creative outlets. Um, right. started working with a Canmore, started doing murals and yeah, like I say, just that same thing, just going all over with it. That's dope though. I think that's, it's crazy. Cause some people work and like, you know, I gotta be very specific and what I gotta do and what I gotta, like where my goals are, but like people like you are interesting. Cause it's like, well, I can do this, but I can also do that. But, like, I don't have to be so focused on one item. I can also move to another item and pick it up. Like, yeah. it's second nature. You know what I mean? So, I think that's yeah. dope. That's one of the cool things about you. So, I'm glad you're here. Like, Ned kind of said, you're, you're a treasure of Arizona and Tucson. I mean, people oh, need man. to find you, tap in with you, man. It's I awesome. Appreciate that. So, no, who are you? Of course, oh, great, man. For sure. Of course. Yeah, thank you, man. So, who are some – you uh, name some musical influences for your rapping career. Like, was it – Tupac was it Biggie or was it who else was in that list? Um, damn. So I'm big on like lyricism. I'm big. Surprisingly, I love West Coast, but like I do have like a soft spot for like East Coast classic boom bap type stuff. So, um, with lyricism, I I'm definitely like like Biggie. Definitely like um like uh. Big pun, and and like there's just like there's tons of crews too that I'm into like up to more recent times too, or even like like Binary Star, Slum Village, and there's Mm. like there's like those vibin collectives too that I'm about. Um, Little Brother for sure, and so yeah, I kind of bounce back and forth from like there's a certain vibe that I like to hear, and then there's also like a lyricism that I like to hear. And yeah, just bouncing back and forth with that. Um, who else? Lyricism. You a Cole fan? You a J Cole fan? Yeah, I like I like J Cole. I like Kendrick. I like Joey Badass. Oh yes, no I like 
I like Schoolboy. Um, the more recent cats like are a bit more difficult for me to get with, but I'm still about it. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm, not, I'm not anti. Um, yeah. You know what those old heads are like? Ah, what the hell are they talking about? Like yeah. it's hard to break through, man. It's super hard. <laughs> I catch myself in that all the time. Like, and I try to tell old heads, and then I felt like kind of like yeah. right. That's crazy, man. So I, I, I want to know more about your musical journey. I want to know, like, when was, like, what was the first song you ever recorded? And was it good? Was it off, like, did you have, like, a mic like this? Or what was it on? Or so like Take us back. Yeah, so I started off heavy with freestyle rap. And so, okay. so for me, it was never, it was never about, like, wanting to get out there as a rapper that's not necessarily something on a community level that's what i wanted to be known for mm -hmm. it wasn't it was never my intention like i'm gonna go like all the way this is what because and i had fun with it and that's that's something that i've learned a lot about like a lot of my art is that the moment it gets too serious and becomes a job i start to lose passion for it you know uh, okay. and and so with hip hop, like it was always something that I like, I super love to do. And that's kind of like the basis of pretty much my organizing work and my networking, like here in Tucson, like running into folks at certain events and then the cypher pops off and that's like the real culture right there, you know? Right. Um, but it, it started off by, like I mentioned, like going to events like dry at dry river and like at scrappies connecting with folks, hopping in the cypher getting into battles and that was like that was kind of the foundation for me and for a long time that was all that it was like i enjoyed that and i enjoyed being the dude who didn't really make music but like would hop in a cypher and be able to tear something up That's dope. And, and um i was i was always with notch with my boy top notch right and he's like man he's crazy with it and he's been he's been putting stuff together for a long time since those times and before that time even and recording his own music and, wow. and he's like a he's a beast he's a beast with like engineering he's a beast with production with rapping like the whole everything and he was just always in my ear like yo it's cool that you can like freestyle and because then you become like the typical angry rapper like <laughs> you can freestyle but like what's that mean you know right and so he was always trying to convince me like yo you got to put some of this stuff down and they still tease me like like, yeah, maybe you should just freestyle. Never mind. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, he he kind of like pushed me to do that. And then um, all of my rapping pretty much happened with, with Notch. And that was just kind of like my comfort zone. And that's what that's what felt good to me. And and we vibe. We've always vibed. Well, um, every every time we went out, like hopping a cypher or something, he was he was beatboxing and and every time like he's a he's also like the beatbox champ which is crazy which is nuts like a lot of people don't know that but notch would notch was always holding down cyphers for like hours and people would have to come and give him water and i'd be there with like <laughs> Tiff, like but, but yeah he's he's ill with it and um my first recorded track was with notch um and it was actually at a time of of combined vibes, which was Notch's crew with with Benby, and <laughs> Pike sucks. Pike, you mad because you don't know how to beatbox. <laughs> Pike's always here trolling on Friday nights. This is where you can catch Pike trolling today. He knows how to beatbox with his booty cheeks? I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, "Never mind." But 
Um, so yeah, at the time of of uh, early like combined vibes, which was Notch Bembi, um, we we put a track together, and, and we put tracks before that, I believe. But um, I think the more serious one was was that one. It was called Broken, and it was Bembi on the production, and then and then Notch and and myself, and it was always recording out of out of either a garage or a kitchen or in someone's house where their mom's yelling at us. <laughs> Turn it down. <laughs> With that track, it was Bemby's uh, bedroom. And surprisingly, um, they make it work and they make it sound like really good too. And they, they prefer it like that. Like, man, like you could hop in a studio and it just doesn't sound right. Like it's too crisp, you know, but like right. here and it's got that sound. And so, um, so yeah, that was that was the first was was broken. Um we put that out, I think on it's on YouTube. Um and then yeah, just hopping hopping on some features and then we put together um an album uh a couple years back. And so that's that's just been it. Like like I say I enjoyed I enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. Not not has always been like the forever the most consistent um with with his production even if he's not putting out projects he's still like piling them up right crazy but that's dope that's yo thank you for taking us back on that one i'm not you probably had to think a little bit further you're like oh wait when was that yeah (laughs) that's what's up but before we continue man we're gonna hop into a little break and we're gonna show a clip from thunder canyon brewery that you were at with with your homie notch so let's go ahead and get into that cool back one time huh oh look who decided to join us tonight decided to hop in (laughs) welcome to the takeover lounge daniela thank you you. i appreciate it (laughs) just kidding she was she was hitting those books i was you should have gave her the undertaker bell (laughs) (laughs) for real huh barely looking at all these comments you're barely looking at all these comments yeah (laughs) you're like where where are these people where are they coming from yeah. That's just uh Yeah, that's know. that's a fact. Um Gian over here, Adam, that boy he he's he wrote all my lyrics, so all credit to him. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. I yeah. never had I never heard anybody openly admit, hey yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is my this is my writer right here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he writes all my lyrics. <laughs> he gets ten percent of my check every time it comes in. You gotta take a couple credit for all the whack ones too. <laughs> that's what's up that was sick where, where was that when was that how long 
that last year? Was, yeah, it was last year. So that was, I think that was my benefit show. I think it was my fundraiser show. I might be tripping. But <laughs> I think that that was for, um, we're raising funds for a campaign that I put together to make my way to Southeast Asia. Okay. Um, for a study abroad program. That's and dope. so, so yeah, we we're fundraising at that event. We we're having performances and stuff like that. That's fun. That's real cool. Did you end up going to Southeast Asia? What was that? Did you end up going to Asia? Yep. Yeah, I, I made my way. I actually, and then I made it, I made it back right before Rona. Oh, you're like, I wish I would have kind of stayed maybe because. Nah. Nah? We almost. Not over there? Nah, hell. Well, that's where. Well, so, I mean, that's where it started. I mean, that's where it started, but they got it controlled quicker than we did. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> you're like. beginning, it was like, it was like. Oh, right, right. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting out of here. And they were like, we made it. We were literally like, by the time we made it through, they were starting to close down like the airports and people oh, were getting stuck. And I was like, damn, dodge the bullet. Yeah, definitely. And then you came into another bullet after we couldn't get it together. <laughs> That's true. Video by Weta, too. That's facts. Oh, yeah. She was out there. Yeah, she was out there filming. She was like your, your camera person for that one. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. I'm going to, Nina, are you ready? Do you, do oh, you... it wasn't. Yeah, what have you guys been talking about? We've been talking about everything, like like uh, Fon said. <laughs> everything. I no, I mean we were mainly just talking about music, and we talked we talked about a little bit of his graphic design background and how you got started in that. A little bit. So you want to dive into that? Yes. <laughs> All right, go for it. Okay. So, did you guys talk about like how he got into it? How did you get into Fon? Yeah, we, we brushed off on, like, the beginning, yeah, when I started getting into doing that work. Okay, so if you hit, like, a creative roadblock, roadblock um, what is your mechanisms to get out of it? <laughs> uh, so That's a great question. My creative roadblock, so I have, I, there's, there's, there's a few separate things. There's creative roadblocks, and then there's my procrastination. <laughs> Don't get They're both completely different. The procrastination happens a lot. But um, with roadblocks, it's funny because, and I, I discuss it with my homies all the time, because we have an art collective within Flowers and Bullets, what I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And so there's a group of us, and we get together, and we talk about that stuff all the time. And... With roadblocks, for me, like, they suck, but they're not, like, fortunately, they're not super hard for me to get out of. Like, I just force myself to do it. Right. And it sounds, it kind of sounds bad, but it's almost like any anything that you get hung up on, like, in life, if you have, like, um, like mental health situations or, like, you know, if you're stuck at home and you want to just chill at home, it's not always the best. Like, you got to force yourself to get up, got to mm-hmm. force yourself to get ready for the day and do what you got to do, and then you know, like eventually it just starts coming to you. And that's how it is with my art. Like there's sometimes where people ask me like, this is what I want. And I want it to look like this. Like, could you do that? And I'm like, yeah, like, (laughs) and so I just start, like, I just start doing it. Um, It's just like, you take, you take one footstep and with each footstep, you get a little bit closer to the end line, you know? And so I don't know. It's something about the back of my mind, my creative mind, and once I start starting things, it starts like just erupting and coming about. So yeah, I don't know how to explain it that well. Just I just do it, and then <laughs> it, it does. Something. To do it. It's it's something. Itself. 
That's dope. Is that is that kind of like your freestyling too? Very much. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly, like- my freestyling feels more structured than that. <clears throat> oh, that, yeah. That's probably dope. not more recent times though, but yeah. <laughs> you think you still kick a freestyle for us if if we asked you to? It's <clears throat> a good question. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know what? We're just going to procrastinate on that one. You know, no roadblock, just procrastination. All right, next question, he said. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of roadblocks, I mean, what has been, like, one difficult challenge for you in life that was, like, kind of, like, life-changing or something that was just, like, life-altering for you that you had to come, like, just, like you said, just get get up and do it? Or what was what was that situation like for you? Hmm. Give me... Give me more specifics. I mean, I'll talk about a more recent one. Um, uh, it's going to suck because it's going to kind of like take the mood down a level. But um, no, it's OK. It's all right. Today, no, it's we had to say peace to one of my homies that was a big part of the hip hop community here um, who passed away. Wow. And so that was just today. Um, they had a service for him. And it was there was a bit of complications and a bit of a delay just because of like everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And so um, I actually wasn't wasn't going to go because I was just like, well, it's more of like a family thing. I don't want to be like just another head there. And I have I have my own ways of like how I how I view and how I cope with like death, you know. And right. um, I talk I talked to one of the the homies, and he was like, Nah, man, you got you got to go. So I was like, right. Oh, all right, I'm on my way. And so. So I went and and it was tough, but it, it was good, you know. Um, just like any other, I guess, you know. But yeah. rest in peace, um, Jorge Jimenez, Toxic. He was he was man, he was a killer on the mic, and he was a cool dude for sure. Definitely. What was your favorite memory with him, man? If you can recall one. Um, I mean, you don't have to go into it, man. I just thought, you know. No, yeah, I'm I'm good. Like yeah. I've, I've like I say, I've I've. I've got decent coping mechanisms and I've had my time to kind of <clears throat> process a lot of that. But initially, so when I, when I first saw and kicked it with him was at, like I mentioned, it all starts at the dry river. Mm-hmm. It was So the, the, the venue, does anybody here know? I know Pike, Pike, you remember that? <laughs> that's like, that's like back. Um, it was a venue, but not really. It was an abandoned building. Wow. And um, this dude named Grammy L, who was um, putting a lot of stuff together at the time, hopped in there and was, like, keeping that venue afloat by putting events together. And, oh, and then there was the Scratch Shack, too. But before the Scratch Shack, it was that. There was that. And it was in, um, like, Dunbar Springs, just okay. Barrio Anita. And it was super sketch, like it should be, um, just on the corner, like oftentimes, like wasn't much light. It's on Main Street. Yep, Pike. And so he's a part of a, a crew there called Camarada. And at that time, they were they were tearing stuff up too. And there were a group of like four or five rappers, maybe even six. And I seen I seen him, and and I liked his flow. His flow is killer. Like mm-hmm. everything, like. Yeah, it was it was dope. And then he'd hop in ciphers too, and I'd hop in ciphers with him. And then and then we kind of clicked. Um, and and we had an interesting relationship. Um, he he wasn't he wasn't too too entirely social, and so like there'd be times where you wouldn't hear from him. And then and then he'd be back. And and around me, you know, it was always like like super 
dope energy and right. and um I think another one of like the memories, like a strong memory that I have, and it was kind of more recent. He was putting together a track and and he gave me a shout out on his track, but he was asking me questions because he was getting like he started he started getting a lot into um kind of like political discussion and kind okay. of this consciousness and he was dope like he was he was smart and he, he right. knew what he was talking about but he hit me up to like use me as a reference he's like yo what do you think of this of this bar right here and it was talking about like talking trash about like scientists talking about um global warming right and in the track he was like global warming's a myth <laughs> and this and that and i was like <laughs> you know that ain't right right like you can't, you can't go around saying that like and he's like oh word he goes you're right man like i'm tripping and he went and rewrote his verse and it was and then he changed it to like uh I don't know, it was like it went from that to like global warming is real and whatever, whatever. But but yeah, that was that was one of the funny times. But I mean lots of memories. Every time we saw each other it was mainly like at events and venues and things. Um yeah. That's dope, man. Well, yo, sorry for your loss, but no, he's he's in a better place right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's great though. As we got, we recall those memories. You know what I'm saying? I think that's that's really powerful stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, what, what you got? What else you got for us, Nina? Ah, uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> um, how many Tucson Hip Hop Festival performances have you done, and what was your experience like? I performed at one. Um. The experience was dope. It was it was a good crowd. We had an issue with the with the sound system. Um but I mean other than that, like it was just a little quiet, but I mean people were still people were still rocking with it, you know, and a lot of there was even points where people were rapping with the song. So I mean it was cool. I think every every Tucson hip hop festival event that I've ever gone to has been like crazy dope. Like yeah. That's something that like needs to 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 keep happening like in Tucson, you know. It's one Definitely. of the things that that we've never really had and that we need to support for sure. Pike, make it happen, man. Pike, we gotta we gotta get another one going. Right. Whether it's, whether it's a a driving one or whatever, we need it. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Pike, just have people just uh just one stage and just like a drive-in theater pulling up. Yep, and yeah, you, can pay, you can pay me later for the idea, Pike. <laughs> they're super, always like super well organized like the volunteers are always cool it's probably one of like the biggest most like strategic and like well planned uh events that happens in tucson you know yeah. i think i think they're always badass especially like it's almost like <clears throat> you can't step away from excitement. Like you step outside and it's like there's vendors and you step over here, there's graph artists and right. over here there's B boys and B girls and B people getting down. And yeah. And then you have like, the workshops and yeah, it's crazy. It's like all the elements of hip hop in one space. It's just like, Oh wow. It's like they do it intentionally. <laughs> Maybe it's a myth. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's crazy. Yo, so I was looking at your Instagram story, and you asked the question. You know, people were asking you a question. Oh, and yeah. Somebody, somebody asked you what your favorite vegetable was, and you said corn. Yeah. I was like, corn? I was like, so, like, what's, what's, your, what's the deal with corn? Why do you like corn so much? Oh, man. You're asking all, like, the super in-depth questions. 
Um, so corn, corn is like, like for indigenous people, people of like Latinx background, corn is like the staple food of like our culture. Mm-hmm. And so like here in the Southwest, uh, especially like you think of like traditional foods, you think of like menudo, you think of pozole, you think of corn tortillas, you think of tamales, you think of like corn tortilla chips, like pretty much almost everything has some trace of corn in it, you know? And if it's not like pure corn, then it's like a uh, high fructose corn extract or something, you know? Right. But, but, um, corn's dope because it has, it contains like DNA, like it has the lineage, just like all food, but, um, it's almost like, so corn, corn doesn't grow wild. Like it doesn't grow on its own. So like a lot of plants, they drop seeds on their own and they repopulate, right? Like right. wild plants and things like that. Even some like domesticated, they might struggle. But um, corn, it, it, for as long as corn's existed, it's needed like human interaction in order to keep it, um, like to persevere. And so corn, like if a corn falls on its own, it's still like within layers and layers of husk. Right. And so those seeds won't be exposed and plant themselves. So our people, folks from Mexico specifically, um, invented like corn. Like they they literally created it from a grass and they they worked with it through a process of like cross-pollination and evolution for generations. And then it went from like a grass to an edible food source. And so different tribes, different communities have different types of corn. Like you have corn that's like multicolored. You have corn that's like black, green, yellow, orange, red, it gets crazy. Whoa, what? There's red corn somewhere out there? Actually, watch, check this. Um, You got corn right there? Yeah, I keep it on there. <laughs> you know I keep that thing on me. He, li- he, li- he lifts the hat up, there's corn right That's red corn, yo. Wow. <laughs> I've never amazing. seen red corn in my life. Wait, that's like just natural, right? Too, it's like not. Mm-hmm. That's real corn, y'all. Y'all don't understand. That's red corn. That corn saying, "So you know what I'm saying? That corn, that is crazy, yo. What? Don't get me started. I'm gonna start pulling out all the corns and all the crazy stuff I got. Wait, right hold on, what other corn you got? Right there? <laughs> corn porn. Yeah. Oh, I got a, I got a, I got a blue one around here too. Are you the inventor of the the site corn porn? What are you corn corn hub? That's a thing. <laughs> I think it's corn. Yeah, there's, there's a corn like hub. Said, in 2020, everything's a thing. Definitely. <laughs> Stay away from some. I get the I get the blue corn, but like like I told like I told everybody on my Facebook, I'm gonna be uh, nude from the waist down. <laughs> I'm not gonna go and get up and get that. <laughs> That's something you announced before you start an interview, huh? <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> oh, no. oh, dude. There's red corn, y'all. Corn, there's corn that is red, just in case anybody... Yo, this is going on my Instagram. He's ready. Why I'm in the dark? Why are you in the dark? Like, I don't want you to see my room. <laughs> <laughs> I turned the lights off so you could only focus on me. <laughs> Oh man! Oh goodness! I'm trying to see from like past questions some good ones. Yeah, it's it's hard. Could you just jump right in? 
Exactly. My mind was not prepared for this. Nah, you're you're too busy in the books. It's all good. I was. I did so, do environmental science. Oh, oh, geez. Yeah. So she was she was doing that. Um, <laughs> what um, what is some of your other influences? Not musical, just influences like uh, for social activism and social justices. That's a long list. Um, I mean. I like to, it's hard. I, I have like a, like an internal battle with that too, because Brandy says you're creepy. <laughs> talking to you, Pike. <laughs> um, I have, I have a thing with like putting people on a pedestal. Oh, okay. that I really dislike. Um, of course I have my influences, you know, but, right. um, I guess there's like a distinction between that and like idols and idolizing people. Mm-hmm. When you analyze people, um, people tend to want to pick them apart, you know? Right. And so, like, someone might say, like, Cesar Chavez, right? Mm-hmm. Cesar Chavez was problematic because he had certain issues, like he was anti-immigrant. Um, right. And so people like to pull that up. And then you have, like, uh, Martin Luther King. And then he had issues with, like, his family and his wife. And <clears throat> So that's my problem with, like, that I have a hard time with doing that. Um, but I mean, I definitely have like folks that have influenced me and, um, especially like locally too, there's a lot of folks like it's all the way down from like, I don't know, I'm weird. I get influenced by everything. And I think that that's like the art aspect too. I get influenced by you all. I get influenced by like Pike. I get influenced by just people that are making things happen, like in our community and keeping things alive and interesting. Right. That's like that's like what interests me. Um, those are like my influences, you know. Even like folks like I mentioned that that at one point were like student aides, and then they became mm-hmm. my homeboys and the people from my collective, from Flowers and Bullets to like Notch and getting me into like to like hip hop uh, to that extent. And then, but yeah, it can go like all over. As far as like social justice, we have like. Um, like a lot of local people, my nana was like my first intro to that. My my grandmother was from East LA, and she was very involved with like the civil rights movement out there. Mm. Um, and so she she ran for like the board of education. She moved down here. Um, she has like a really crazy history with like gang life, and then getting into like politics and. Yeah, whole crazy, but like she's definitely like one of my first influences in getting me somewhat interested in that realm. She was like the first feminist that I encountered. Wow. And like whipping me into shape too. And so starts with that. Um starts with like my family. So yeah, I don't know. Like I, I just go all over. I I, I don't want to give like the, the typical like uh Malcolm X and Chekivara <laughs> and you know, right, right, right. And all them. Yeah, yo, I feel you. You know, yeah, for sure they are influences as well. Even even folks that are like in the social social justice movements, like within hip hop too. It's always yeah. dope to me. That's dope. That's definitely sick. So I wanted to know, like, what's what's one thing if any advice you could give to somebody that wanted to be involved with social justice or wanted to get involved in rap but wanted to get involved in anything what would be your advice to that to those i think i think it all starts with like 
just networking on a very like basic level, you know, um, there's people that, that kind of give off weird vibes when they come across to professional, like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, don't know. I was thinking about this earlier too. And people that approach with like, like features for like music or something, like I want to pre- present you an opportunity to be featured on one of my tracks. And it's like, Ooh, like, but, but I think that like getting involved at a very, um, like grassroots down to earth level where, you experience something like as just like a civilian or an attendee, you know, and you pick up on, on people's values or whatever it is that help them function in whatever you're interested in getting involved with and kind of assisting that mission. You know, I think it it happens naturally. Um, It's always weird if someone comes up and like, I don't know, like how would it be if someone was like, I want to join you all in like your podcast and it'd be like, well, like, (laughs) <laughs> like what's your process? Like I'm asking you for real. Like what's your? <laughs> I came up and was like, I want to be like like a narrator or someone on the mic. You want to like, be on the mic? How would you all get them like involved? You know, is there a process for it? Like, is there a structure? Damn, um, you know what I mean. <laughs> Daniela can actually attest to this. Well, ha- what happens is you show you just up. Get told to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Voluntold. Yeah. That's how that's how we got Daniela on here, and we're happy yeah. she said yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much. I mean, ask and maybe you'll receive. Ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent sure. Ninety nine. I think that's kind of how it goes. It's kind of like the same thing within the hip hop community. You know, if if you come in thinking that you're hot stuff, like especially in Tucson, in Tucson, Tucson's like Tucson's uh like relentless with it, man. We have discussions on that too. Um. But like, if you're not if you're not attending events, if you're not, you know, putting in like labor, if you're not mm-hmm. asking like, hey, can I from anything like, hey, like, can I help you with the sound equipment? Like, maybe you could teach me some things. You go to an event, you right. offer, you you introduce yourself, you kick it. Like, I think that naturally people build those relationships. You know, exactly. Those are that's great advice. I hope somebody. You no, know, my favorite thing here is you get your pen. Pens and notebooks out, man, because that was a good one. I like that. That's great advice. And then as far as for you, Fonz, I mean, we were talking about um, just how, how everything just led to one thing to another. I mean, what's what's next for Fonz? I mean, do you have any idea of where you're going to or what route you're trying to take? Or can we see Fonz being a politician soon? Or what's up? Uh, I wouldn't want to be a politician. Um. I think I mean I have I have business invent like business ventures in mind mm-hmm. that I I don't speak on too much. Um, other than that, it's kind of just maintaining my work. I need to get my butt back to to school. I took this semester off at the at the U of A because everything that's going on. Right. But um, I was studying business, retail, and consumer science uh, to be precise. But. Um, my family is involved with business. My, my a lot of my organizing work revolves around like business, right? And so it's something that I want to be around well rounded at, and so that I can implement that. Mm-hmm. That's something that's like down the road. As for right now, it's just kind of doing the things that I love, you know, and just doing my best to stay afloat with my art, um, doing like, the farming stuff, the gardening stuff, and I find I find those things important because. I realize when 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 shit hits the fan, 
those are like the things that people go to, you know, like at one point, nobody cared about gardening, like kind of like how we were saying in the beginning, like, I don't know, like what is gardening, you know, like why do I just in it and all those things. And when stuff hit the fan, like a lot of people were like, dang, like, well, what ended up happening is you'd go to feed stores and they'd be out of chickens and they were out of seeds. Mm -hmm. So there was like a shortage of all those things too. And a lot of people were wanting to get into it. Right. Um, because, you know, if a global pandemic happens and people can't have interaction, food companies can't transport food, like, how are we going to mm, eat? Exactly. The desert where we got a drought and all. The, and these are like really, they're like, those are very real issues that we don't think about that we take um, for granted, you know? And and there's people out here that are working in the fields, man, 100, 115 degree weather, like, hustling, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so... So I don't know. I, I find a lot of importance in that. I find a lot of importance in community work, um, community engagement, activism, Definitely. getting to know your neighbors, getting to know your community. And that happens that happens like in all these different realms, like through hip hop. It happens just at a like a neighbor's level, like going and checking in on your neighbors. It happens through gardening, it happens through art, you know, and right. forms and so it happens through food. But yeah. I think, so, yeah, sorry. None of my answers are ever very, like, <laughs> linear. They're always, no. like, spiraling. <laughs> We're able to keep up, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like where the wind takes me, man. I'm like, I'm open. I'm open to my options. I don't limit myself. Um, I, I'm, I'm able to come across opportunities that present themselves to the work that I do. And so I'm fortunate to be in that position, you know? That's really dope. Yeah, we appreciate you being on here, man. I mean, you're you're a real treasure, like we've been saying. I mean, you're really out here. And if anybody wanted to follow you, where can they follow you at? I mean, because you have like 28 Instagram accounts. I do. <laughs> I did that too to organize my stuff. But I have um, so I have three Instagram accounts. I have <laughs> one that's my private for like my inner circle, and for folks that know, they know. And then I have. My art account, which is um, Fonz520 underscore Arte on Instagram. And then I have my public account, which is where I share, like, a lot of my gardening tips. Um, Just a lot of, like, general information and just craziness that I come up with. And so that one's one's just Fonz underscore 520. Okay. Bet. Everybody go tap in with Fonz, man. It was awesome having you on the show. You definitely have some... Like you said, you're a treasure, man. I mean, everybody should tap in with you. Everybody should be know you up in here. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. <laughs> Makes me feel valued. <laughs> you are. You should feel like that. But but let me take a second to praise you all oh, no. for, for putting this together and creating that that uh that kind of podium and that um what's the word I'm looking for? You're creating a platform, platform <laughs> for people to be able to just like link up and communicate, you know, but Y'all are creating that for yourselves too. Like you all are artists and you all are able to have discussions and things. So super dope. I appreciate you you having me. We appreciate it. We appreciate you being in here, man. So, yo, before we let everybody go, you know, Ron, let you know we have a Tucson hip hop discord that Jimmy Coltrane put together. The link should be up in here. I know you got to probably scroll through it, but the link's up in here. So y'all should go tap in with them and don't forget to tap in with uh, Fonz. Uh, go follow him and his TikTok for his gardening tips. Crazy. <laughs> the chat's going crazy, man. I mean, you got to go respond to them after after the show. After. There we go. Carlos Valencia put the Discord link in there. So, 
Y'all, thank you for joining us. It's Friday. We'll let you enjoy your Friday night. We'll see y'all next Friday. So we out. Check out this last, look at this outro right here. Peace.